Hey y'all, welcome to the Girl Get Your Voice Back podcast, a podcast all about helping women to overcome condemnation and silent shame by standing on the promises of God and coupling faith with action. Four times a month, I deliver the truth that many don't want to hear, but if you heed to what I'm saying, you're bound to be set free and walk boldly in your assignment. I'm your host, Ebony D. James, and I aim to amplify women's voices and help them to walk into their God-given mandate fearlessly and strategically. Hey, y'all. Hey, hey, hey. Today, we're talking about the sin of silence and the consequences of hidden sin. Now, before we jump into it, let's be clear. There's a blessing in silence, right? In Proverbs 17, 28, it says, you know, even if a foolish man keeps his mouth shut, holds his peace, he's counted wise. He's esteemed a man of understanding. So when you're foolish, but you're closing your mouth, you remain silent. The blessing is you you look intelligent, right? And then we have Exodus 14, 14. It says, listen, if you keep silent and stay calm, the Lord will fight for you. If you keep silent and remain calm, the Lord will fight for you. It doesn't say like, oh yeah, let me go and talk all the trash on social media. Let me go and gossip. Let me go and tell everybody about what I'm doing and what I'm struggling with or what he, sh- he said, she said. Then the Lord going to fight for me. No, I says, no, you chill out. You keep, keep cool, right? Close your mouth. Remain calm. And the Lord will fight for you. Not if you try to put take matters in your own hand, then he'll fight for you. It's like, nah, your, your job is to stay silent and remain calm. And the blessing in that is that he will fight for you. And then we see in Job 29, 21, people were silent and listened carefully when I gave advice. Right? So the blessing is when you're silent, you're able to listen carefully when wisdom is being spoken you're able to heed advice you're able to take something and run with it because you weren't trying to be mr and mrs know-it-all you weren't trying to have it all figured out but you were able to be quiet and heed right and then lastly we already know this scripture in james 119 it talks about my dear brothers and sister take note of this everyone not not just me, not just auntie and uncle, not just grandmama and them, not just the pastors, the preachers, the teachers, the evangelists and the prophets and, and the apostles, not just those people, not just, you know, everyone should be quick to listen. Everyone should be slow to speak. Everyone should be slow to become angry. Right? That's That's wisdom. So... The anchor scripture for this episode is Ecclesiastes 3, 7. And it says, listen, there's a time for tearing and a time for repairing. There's a time for keeping silent and a time for speaking. So, yes, there is a time to be silent and there's a blessing in silence. But there's also a time for opening your mouth. (laughs) There's also a time for speaking up, right? And so if you find yourself struggling with understanding when to speak and when not to speak, if you find yourself struggling with what to say, 
Listen, pray this prayer. Say what David said. He said, Lord, help me control my tongue. Help me to be careful about what I say. Don't let my heart turn aside to evil things. I don't want to do wicked things with evil doers, right? Help me control my tongue. Help me to be careful about what I say. That way, when you do open your mouth, you're, you're literally being helped by God. The Holy Spirit comes to guide your words. He's going to help you when you open your mouth, right? But you have to use discernment when to be silent and when to speak. Because like I just showed you all, there's wisdom in both. But listen to this. It's not time to be silent when it comes to speaking up for the voiceless and against monstrous evil. And we all know the story of Esther. I think I went through it in more depth in a previous episode. But in Esther 4.14, here we have someone telling Esther, listen, if you persist in staying silent at a time like this, help and deliverance will arrive for the Jews, the voiceless, right? Help and deliverance will arrive for them from someplace else. Listen, whether it be you or somebody else, it's going to happen, right? This is... This is the, 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 the promise of God. These are God's people. So whether you open your mouth and do what God is calling you to do or not, guess what? It's going to come from somebody. He'll raise somebody else up in your stead. But here, here's the thing. So we all know that part, but we don't like to focus on this part. It says, but you and your family will be wiped out. They didn't, they didn't say to Esther, like, hey, yeah, you know, if you stay silent in a time like this, help and deliverance will arrive for the Jews from someplace else, and you'll be good. <laughs> like, what? No, they didn't tell Esther, girl, yeah, okay. You got a choice. You can be quiet. Um, you ain't got to say nothing, but it's still going to happen. No, that would have been too easy. No, it's like, oh, okay. You ain't got to say nothing if you don't want to, but guess what? Not only is somebody else going to be raised up to do what you're supposed to do, but then you and your family going to suffer for it. You and your family will see destruction. You and your family will be wiped out. That's a sin of silence. That's a consequence for, for staying silent at a time like this. That's the consequence in being persistent and being silent when you should be speaking up for the voiceless, when you should be um, speaking against monstrous evil like human trafficking, like abortion, like racism. Who knows? Maybe you were made or maybe you were born. Maybe you were put in that position at your job. Maybe you were put in, in authority over, over that thing. Maybe you were put as a mentor over this group of people. Maybe you were sent to school for such a time as this. Maybe you met this person for such a time as this. Maybe you were given that influence on social media for such a time as this. Maybe you were made queen. You were made a king. Maybe you were made... For such a time as this, right? And then it's also not time to be silent when it comes to warning others and exposing evil, right? A lot of times these are the times where we get like, mm, 
most times this look like, well, I ain't going to say nothing to them about it, but I'm going to judge them. Whether you do it in your heart, whether you do it um, as a form of gossip with somebody else, it's like, hmm, man, I see these people on social media. I just shake my head. Because here's the thing, and I'm just going to say how it's coming, right? The issue with the world is we, we, we're in a culture that says, mind your business. Oh, let me mind my business. And here's the thing. There's, there's some good to mind your business, but then what if you're minding your business, air quotes, when you should be opening your mouth? When you should be warning others, when you should be exposing evil, when you're when you're supposed to be doing those things, it's not the time to mind your business. Let me tell you why. Ezekiel chapter three, verses 18 and 19 says, when I say to the wicked, you shall surely die and you give him no warning nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life. That same wicked man shall die in his iniquity. But guess what? His blood, yeah, that's going to be on your hands. That's the word of God. Listen, this ain't me. It says, but, hold up. Let me, let, hold on. We, we got something else. Listen, if you do open your mouth, if you do warn the wicked, and they just choose not to turn from their wickedness, nor from their wicked way, oh, guess what? They still going to die. Listen, they, they going to die and they sing. We know the wages of sin is what? It's death. If they choose, listen, it's not about you forcing somebody to turn from their wicked ways. It's not about you trying to convince somebody. Did you do your part? Did you speak when you were supposed to be speaking? Did you warn when you were supposed to be warning? Did you sound the alarm when you should have been sounding alarm? Did you expose evil? Or did you say, mm -hmm, let me mind my business? What did you do? Because guess what? If you warn them, if you open your mouth and, and they just choose not to turn from their wicked way, guess what? They going to still die. But guess what? You have delivered your soul. Their blood won't be on your hands because you were obedient. <laughs> That's the blessing of obedience. But, you know, too many of us have a whole mindset of like, oh, let me mind my business. Minding your business will have you having a lot of blood on your hands. But going back to my point, that's why you have to use discernment on when to speak and when not to speak. You can't be minding your business about every situation that happens. Y'all got family members and friends who are literally living for the devil. They're living in wickedness. They're, 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 their ways are wicked. Everything they do is wicked. And here you are, blessed and highly favored, claiming to be an heir, claiming to be a child of the Most High God, and yet you've never... You never warned them. You've never spoken out. You've never said anything because I'm going to get into why. These are some of the reasons why we choose to keep silent. Or this is what the, the root of us keeping silent stems from, right? Tolerance. 
the ability or willingness to tolerate something, in particular, the existence of opinions or behavior that one does that you don't necessarily agree with. So, I ain't gonna say nothing because it ain't it ain't none of my business. And I mean, I don't necessarily agree with you, but I'm just gonna, you know, I'm cool if you cool. Okay, I digress. Let me keep going. Um, and then we have fear, and I talk about this a lot in my book, Silent Shame. And we're supposed to be saying things. We're supposed to be speaking up. We're supposed to be um, giving our testimony. We're supposed to be doing all these things. But we're living in fear. And fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous or likely to cause pain or a threat. And usually it's that likely to cause pain piece, right? A lot of the times when we're being silent, it's not because there's a threat, of bodily harm or physical harm. It's, it's more so mm, uncom- uncomfortability, right? It's likely to cause pain, mental pain, or it, it's likely to cause me to be uncomfortable. Not even pain, really. It's just, mm, I'm comfortable over here not saying anything. I'm comfortable when I'm minding my own business, but when I start to mind the business of others, when I start to open my mouth and speak out, against certain things then boom now I have to face my fear of man (laughs) now I have to actually face this thing that I've been struggling with called people pleasing now I have to face this fear of rejection because rejection is uncomfortable I don't like when people reject me now I have to face this fear of disapproval because uh I actually like to be accepted. I want people to accept me. I want people to like me. But I know if I say this, yeah, they're not going to like me. Mm, I'm going to lose some followers if I say this, right? Like, mm, if I say this, what they going to think about me? Ooh. Ooh, if, they, if I say this, they going to think I'm a hypocrite because of my old life, how I used to live, what I used to be like. So we stay silent because we fear man, we fear rejection, we fear disapproval, and we don't like to be uncomfortable. But here's what, here's what Jesus said in John 15, verse 18 and 19. It says, listen, if the world hates you, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Let me tell you why, because guess what? They hated me first. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But guess what? We're called to be in the world, but not of it. So, I'm not of this world. So, of course, people who are, they're not going to like me for the things that I say. So, it can be expected. That they gonna hate us when we speak out. They gonna hate us when we don't say, when we are silent for the things they are speaking out about. They gonna hate us when when we're saying things about being pro-life. They gonna hate that. They gonna hate me when I stand against human trafficking. They gonna hate me when I say certain things that they that makes them uncomfortable. Why? Because I'm not of this world. So we have to shift that focus like, listen, I don't care 
what you think about me. I don't care what you say about me. I don't care if you hate me. I don't care if you reject me because I'm not living in this world. I am not of this world. And my daddy, y'all know who my daddy is. Y'all rejected him first. So, of course, y'all gonna reject me. Y'all hated my daddy first. So, of course, y'all gonna hate me. I know this. So, now I already know this. So, I'm not scared of what y'all gonna say about me. I'm not, I'm not afraid of how y'all gonna try to tear down and tarnish my reputation and my name. Because I am on assignment. I have been sent to say what I got to say. And guess what? You have a choice if you're going to listen or not, right? But your blood won't be on my hands. I won't be disobedient and then I have to give an account for why I was given an opportunity to say something and I didn't. And so we also have compromise. And we know that it's just an agreement or a settlement, (laughs) Of a dispute that is reached by each side making concessions or compromise can mean to accept the standards that are lower than desirable. How many times have we kept silent because we were compromised? We were compromising. We we know we got high standards, right? My standards are God-driven. My standards are God-written, but... I compromised because I just wanted to accept the standards that are lower than desirable. So I ain't going to say nothing to you because, you know, it's, it's like people are celebrating Halloween today. It's October 29th as I'm recording this. And how many times have we come into an agreement or a settlement of celebrating Halloween and like holidays and events that literally worship the devil that literally glorifies the works of evil how many times do we say I'm a compromise how many times can have you walked into a church and there literally there's people dressed in Halloween costumes there's Halloween decorations in a church and what has happened? The church has been compromised and they've accepted standards lower than desirable because we know that the word, right? I'm going to take you back to the word. It says in Ephesians 5, 11, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. And I know some of y'all ain't going to want to hear this, so y'all can just go ahead and leave now. But, you know, if you welcome the conviction of the Holy Spirit, Ephesians 5, 11 says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. And here we see on a day like today, people. Now, of course, we expect the world to celebrate Halloween, right? It's the world. But let's talk about the saved folks, the Christians who feel like it ain't that deep. The people who, you know, you doing too much. Okay. If the world tells me to have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of the darkness, but rather expose it, why would I be celebrating Halloween? Because I've been compromised. Because you've accepted standards that are lower than desirable. Period. And so, a lot of times when we 
are having these conversations and people are saying like, you know, do you celebrate this? And these you're silent because you're compromised. Or when it's time to talk about abortion or something of that nature, it's like, mm, look, everybody do their own thing. Do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. That ain't none of my business what you did with your body, you know. I, I, you know, you choose however you please, right? You're compromised because you don't want to be uncomfortable. You don't want to stand for what God stands for. And he says, our life is valuable. I'm pretty sure if Jesus was here today, he would be pro-life, <laughs> pro-life, pro-woman, pro all the things, but pro-life. And yet we have settled, right? Compromises to settle. We've settled and we've accepted the standards like, oh yeah, to each his own. Okay, let's, let's keep moving because, you know. And then we keep silent because we want to agree for the sake of love and acceptance. I call it conforming, right? Because to agree is to have the same opinion about something. And a lot of times we say, you know, well, God is love and Jesus is love and we should accept everything. And But we should agree and all of these things. Listen. No, I'm not going to agree for the sake of loving the LGBTQIA whatever community, right? I'm not. I love y'all, but I won't compromise. I won't conform. I won't have the same opinion about it as you do for the sake of love. No, sir, that's not what the Bible teaches me. I love you, but I don't agree with what you're doing. I love you, but I don't have the same opinion as you. I love you, but I don't consent to what you stand for. I love you, but I'm not complying with your rules or your standards or your laws. Right? But the world will try to tell us, like, listen, you should love everybody. And we should, right? But... Not for the sake of acceptance. Not to the point of conformity. Why? Because Romans tells us, do not conform to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Right? And so that's what we must do. I can love you without agreeing or consenting or approving of what you do. And then we're silent because we've embraced complacency and comfortability. And I touched on, you know, we don't want to be uncomfortable so we don't say certain things. But did you know in Proverbs 132, it says, For the simple are killed by their turning away, and the complacency of fools destroy them. If you embrace complacency and comfort at a time where you should be opening your mouth to speak, at a time where you should be going to the next level, you will be destroyed. And this is just the Bible. I ain't trying to scare nobody. I'm just trying to tell y'all what the Bible say. Y'all can check that out in Proverbs 1, 32. And then 
very quickly, because I'm about to wrap up, I want to talk about the consequences of hidden sin. And then I'm going to share a quick story with y'all about an event I attended almost about 10 years ago. And so the consequences of hidden sin. And if I think about my story, y'all know I had an abortion when I was, what, 21, 22, going on 22 years old, I think. And I literally, for a while, I never shared it with anybody. That That's what I call hidden sin. I didn't share it with anybody. And not only did I not share it with anybody, I was silent for a very long time. Um, in my book, I have a chapter called Muzzle. And um, in this season, I have an episode talking about unmuzzle me. But when we're silent, it's literally like we're being muzzled, right? And sometimes we have the opportunity to remove the muzzle. Like we literally have the option to remove it. Yet we make decisions to keep us muzzled. And let me tell y'all some of the consequences I face. One of the consequences of hidden sin or remaining silent when you should be speaking is delay. Right, you will be delayed from walking into what God has called you to walk into because you are living in sin. You're 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 hiding. Another thing is unfulfilled promises. You're you're praying. You have these prayers and these requests up with the Lord, and you're wondering like, Lord, why? Your words promised me this, but I'm not seeing the fulfillment of the promise. Like, Lord, I know you want to bless me in this way, but I'm not seeing it. Lord, I've been praying for this for a very long time. And yet I don't see the manifestation of my prayers. And it might be because you're in sin or you're struggling with hidden sin. There's some things you should be exposing in your own life, but... You're keeping it silent because I don't want nobody to know about that. I don't want nobody to reject me. I don't want to be uncomfortable. And so you have that consequence of hidden sin. And then we even can talk about Adam and Eve, right? They thought that they could hide from God after they ate from the tree. And what happened? It's like, no, I see you. The consequences of hidden sin is either you're going to expose yourself or you're going to be exposed by somebody else. We see this time and time again in council culture, in this world of, oh, let me expose all of these people. All these people are being exposed now. It's because you God will give you plenty of opportunities and chances to confess. He will give you opportunities to deal with certain things but if you choose not to take them you might get exposed in another way right so a lot of times for me i just rather you know rip off the band-aid myself versus getting spanked by god you know what i'm saying so we have that kind of consequence of being exposed and then you have the consequences of you know, death, right? Because when you're in sin, the wages of sin is death and you can die in your iniquity. It says, I I just told y'all the scripture and, um, what was the scripture? What was the scripture? In Ezekiel, 
three, where it says, hey, when I say to the wicked, you shall surely die. They gonna die. You will die in your sin. That's why we cannot just be walking in sin and trying to hide sin, like expose the work of evil. We have a responsibility to expose evil. And I just like to think that it's much better to expose evil in our own lives before somebody else exposes it, right? Um, so those are a few consequences of hidden sin. And then I just want to leave y'all with this story in the next two, three minutes. Um, I remember being at a conference several years ago. And I remember we were young. We were like young adults, fresh out of college. Some of us are still in college. And we're at this conference, and it was a Luke 18 conference, and we're like, Lord, send me on the wall. Lord, send me on the wall. And I remember just screaming this. And at the time, I didn't even understand, or in that moment, I didn't even quite know what I was saying. <laughs> right? Lord, send me on the wall. And, you know, after, you know, researching and just getting more and more revelation and just being intimate with the father, I'm now realizing like what I was saying was yes to the ministry of a watchman. What I was saying was yes to the ministry of a prayer warrior, the ministry of an intercessor, the ministry of the prophetic. I was saying yes to confronting evil and preparing the way of the Lord. I was saying yes to being silent when I should be silent, but also speaking when I should be speaking. I was saying yes to sounding the alarm. I was saying yes to warning people when they should be getting warned. I was saying yes to exposing wickedness. I was saying yes to the father. I was saying yes. Yes, set me on the wall, right? And so we know that a watchman means to look out or about to keep watch to observe, to await, right? Their, their job is to protect, to defend, to ring the alarm and to warn the people. And practically, this is done in prayer and warfare. And a lot of times when we see the watchman, we see it in the function of a prophet or someone who's operating in the prophetic. And, you know, if I can be honest, a few years ago, I was adamant, like, I'm not called to intercession. Why? Because I didn't understand the power of prayer. I didn't understand the the authority I carry. I didn't understand how to pray. I didn't know, like, how to pray strategically, right? And so I would be like, oh, I'm not called to intercession. No, girl, if you're a daughter, if you're a son, you're called to, you're called to pray. You're called to the ministry of intercession. Before you try to get influenced, before you try to jump, be ordained as anything, you need to be called to the inter, the um, the ministry of intercession, right? You need to be called to the ministry of intimacy with the with with the Holy Spirit, with with Jesus Himself. And so, yeah, that was just something that I thought of that I wanted to share with you all, like. If you're feeling like you're called to be a watchman, if you're feeling like you're called to, to be a voice to the nations, if you're feeling like you're called to be 
an influencer, then you have to know when to speak and when not to speak. And you and you cannot be afraid to be uncomfortable. You cannot be afraid to speak when you should be speaking because the blood of the people will be on your hands for not saying anything, for not warning thing, warning people, right? So I just want to leave you all with that encouragement. I know this was a heavy conversation, but it's it's so powerful. And and I've I've experienced the sin of silence and it's heavy. It's weighty. And, and, and it really does cause you to be delayed in doing what um, you're supposed to be doing and fulfilling your purpose and really fulfilling the assignment that God has on your life or even just walking into it. And I, I really want to be sure that I can share my story, my my experience of how the sin of silence um, is, is, is disobedience. And there's consequences. So I can help you if that's something that you're struggling with. Overcome. And you know. So yeah. That's my that's my take. And I will not keep y'all long. So we've talked about the blessing in silence. We talked about the sin in silence. We talked about, we talked about the reasons we remain silent. We talked about the, the um, role of a watchman. And ringing the alarm. And. I hope this podcast blessed you all. If it did, be sure to go leave a review. Um, leave me a comment. Let me know what you think about it. Make sure um, you just, you know, if you feel like you need to share something or expose evil in your life or confess, hey, send me an email. Send me a DM on Instagram. I would love to chat with you all. I would love to pray with you all. And so, yes, thank you all for joining me this week on the Girl Get Your Voice Back podcast. If you're interested in learning more about overcoming condemnation and silent shame, be sure to check out my website at www.ebonydjames.com and purchase my book, Silent Shame, The Master's Keys to Overcoming Condemnation to Receive Healing and Restoration. If you found value in today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a rating. And while you're at it, make sure you follow me on Instagram at underscore Ebony D. James underscore. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Bye.